Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still feeling a little chilly from the day. Don't know if you were out and about today, but it was it was cool. But I'm about ready to settle in, get cozy and warm with all my friends on a Monday night because it is Monday night in Toronto. I am Chris Schreier and this is the Toronto Beer Podcast. Isn't that right, Rob Curry? Listening to the podcast, not watching it live right now, you will have just heard our wonderful theme song, Link Ray Gun, by Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers, Pride of Gravenhurst, Ontario. As always, check out that album. Link in the bio. It is a banger, wall to wall, start to finish. Anyway, yeah, a little cold today. Got, got a little cold coming home from physio. I, I, slightly misjudged the temperature and I was underdressed and uh, you know when you just get like cold to the bone and it's kind of hard to get back to not cold that's kind of how I'm feeling doesn't help that I'm still feeling a little sick from COVID thanks for the kind words people sent my way last week I did not want to cancel Thanksgiving Monday pod time but I was still in no fit shape to be drinking beers with my friends here on the Toronto Beer Podcast. I had just come through the worst COVID I've had yet. And yes, I've had it multiple times. And uh, uh, yes, I'm fully vaccinated, but uh, it got me anyway. Oh, it got me. And boy, did it get me. Happy birthday to me. Uh, Friday, October the 7th, woke up. I thought possibly dying. It was so bad. But uh, but I am back in the land of the living now. Little coldy still. You might notice uh, I'm doing a lot of that. Just a bit of congestion more than anything. Um, Actually, that's about it. Just some congestion, a bit of a sore throat. Uh, Everything else is fine. Great. Grand. I am. uh, I am healing. But uh, it is good to be back. Hey. You know what? Let's just cut this jibber-jabber and start drinking. I got this. This is a beauty. Now, the Tuesday before my birthday, which would have been like the, uh, I don't know, the fourth or so, um, Canadian Brewing Awards were being judged. The the judging was happening. Big, big deal. That's a big undertaking. And um, lots of respect for all the judges who take part in that. Um, it's. Uh, I know people think that sounds like a real... Sweet gig getting to go judge uh, uh, beers. Uh, I can tell you from experience, it's it's difficult. <laughs> um, the novelty wears off after beer three, and you've still got about sixty-seven more to go. Uh, it uh, it's tiring, uh, both physically, mentally, and in terms of your palate. Uh, but anyway, uh, that Tuesday. Knowing that the judges were having a bit of a sociable after the judging was done that evening uh, at uh, left field and then Godspeed, I, you know, you know me, I showed up, tagged along. Um, And uh, my good buddy Kevin from Block 3, he was there, he was judging, respect that. And uh, he dropped me a couple of 
couple of cans of beer from uh, his uh, his joint, Block 3, out there in St. Jacob's. Love Block 3. Uh, this is actually the last of the cans that he gave me, um, but uh, he gave me two. I've had one, and I'm excited to have another and actually give it some time and thought. This is Norge Kvike, uh, which is a pale ale, but it's made with Kvike yeast. It's really hard to say that. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that word out loud. But it's like KV... I-E-K. How could it not be anything other than Kvike? Um, have you come across this yeast? I think I've even talked about it at the, in the past. Um, certainly back in my homebrew days, I actually brewed a bit with it. Very interesting, interesting yeast. I'll give you some history on it, uh, bring you up to speed, but I think we should drink a bit of beer first. Um, that's not going to help with the cold, but it's not going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just I just got beer up my sleeve. That was that was unexpected. Uh, oh, and a little bit on the old keyboard. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. I'm a disaster today. Yeah, first day back at work after two weeks off. One week holiday, one week COVID. My legs are sore, guys. They are sore. All right. Oh, got to pour this for the kids at home. There we go. Yeah, look at the color on that. Beautiful. Beautiful. It would be more beautiful if this glass were cleaner. I was just drinking out of it, but obviously I left some residue on the inside of that glass. Oh, well, who cares? Let's be honest, not me. So what do we got here? If you're not watching this, this is um, straw yellow. Um, uh, it's not a hazy boy, but it's not clear either. It's it's there's a little bit of. Um, a little bit of a haze to it. You can see through it, but it's it's not crystal clear. Nice big soapy white head like that. Oh, very active actually. Nice active carbonation in there. Uh, yeah, so pale ale made with kvike yeast. Kvike, kvike. See, it just doesn't feel right. Maybe it's because I don't speak Norwegian. Maybe it would be more natural if I spoke Norwegian, but I don't. It's like the one word I know in, in Norwegian. I suppose the sauna is that Finnish. Hmm. I think it's Finnish. It's very different language, by the way. Finnish, Finnish, Estonian, and Hungarian are three languages all related to each other. Although you might not know that if you heard them. All derivative of uh, now dead parent language, and nothing else is related to them. They are like a little twig on the tree of language that should have been pruned millennia ago um but didn't and so now we have these three again notably different but very closely related uh languages and interestingly enough apparently um from one people group who spoke the parent language and they were traveling uh westward across the steppe and at a certain point historically they they split up and um some of them went to what is now Hungary. Some of them went to what is now Estonia, and some of them went to what is now Finland. And uh, the languages all evolved independent of each other at that point, but from the same common parent language. Fascinating stuff. Language in general. Holy moly. I mean, I like to talk a lot, and that's just the start of it. I find that stuff just vastly interesting. 
But I digress. Uh, what was I saying? That I can't say Kvike without feeling kind of stupid, and that this is a pale ale made with Kvike yeast. So we're looking for pale ale things. Let me stick my schnozzle up in the glass and tell you what I smell. Mm, I mean, it's nicely fruity. Like peachy. Yeah, peachy. Peachy, maybe some citrus in there for sure. Maybe for sure. Maybe for sure. Yeah, and it's juicy citrus, bit of peel, but also like a good shot of juice. Yeah, it smells, smells pretty good. Sorry, still a little congested, making this a little bit more challenging than it needs to be. Also, I just had a lot of garlic loaf and Caesar salad with lasagna for dinner. So there's competing interests here. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Zap. That's, um... What is that? Those things I was talking about, they're there. But the immediate hit, it's um, like rockets, candy. Citri citric acid, not acidy, it's not, it's not acidic at all. But like that taste of generically citrusy um, candy, like rockets. You know, rockets, the most disappointing of candies to get in your Halloween bag. But in this context, it works really well. There's a, a nice, yeah, kind of powdery, almost citric acidy fruitiness to it. A ton of peach, some orange juice, might be orange juice. Hmm. I just keep getting pulled back on. There's an almost Belgian white-like quality, which I'm assuming is the Kvike yeast. I don't know which strain they use, and I do know a little bit about these things. But there's some esters. It's kicking off some esters. Um, yeah, or it's almost Saison-like. Like, not quite that spicy, but in that ballpark. It's, it's, it's doing some things that kind of touch on that. And then there's a lot of peaches, some orange juice, and the malt quality is, it's just sort of two-row malty. Um, I mean, you can even tell by the color. There's not a whole lot going on in that malt bill. Uh, it's just supporting the, uh, the background players. Sorry, it is a background player. It's supporting the leading character, which in this case, oh, uh, maybe a little melony, actually. Uh, touching on like cantaloupe in the hops again, predominantly peach, uh, citrus juice, maybe a touch of cantaloupe. And then, yeah, that's what the, the rocket thing I'm getting actually is. I'm pretty sure it's the yeast. Um, there's a spicy for lack of a better word. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grasping at straws on this one to, to, to communicate it. Um, but it is a yeast quality. Um, it's not phenolic. It's just a little estery. Um, 
quite nice. Quite nice. Um, also, I think also part of what was hitting that rockety thing, there's like a nice astringency to the hops, which with like a modern and especially like using a Kvike yeast, I don't know what I would 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 be expecting here. Um, whether we're looking at like a more West Coast style or like a, an East Coast, a New World, as I like to call them, style pale ale. I feel like this is hitting on that New World, but something about the way that the 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 yeast is drying things out a bit um, with those hops gives you a nice snappy. It's not overly bitter. It is bitter, but it's not aggressively so. But just it's almost a little bit actually like drinking um, like a really nice Pilsner um, or like a, like a Pils, like a German Pils, which has a very assertively snappy, hoppy finish. Um, that's kind of what this is hitting on. Not like pale ale quite, more like a lager. Interesting. And then, yeah, uh, um, some interesting characteristics coming off the yeast. Yeah, interesting beer. Super tasty. Cool mouthfeel. Uh, on the light side of medium or medium or side of light, it's, a, it's got a little bit more body uh, than... Actually, it's interesting. There might be oats in here um, than you would typically expect from a pale ale. A little creamier. Oh, but you know what's interesting? Yeah, th so there could be oats. There could be wheat. I would believe wheat. And actually... That could be as much as anything. Might not be so much the yeast. There might be some wheat or or uh, another grain, like a maybe not a rye. Could be some rye in there. That could be grain-based spicing. I'm getting. I think I'm just programming myself because I'm expecting the kvike yeast, but admittedly, couldn't tell you off the top of my head exactly what that's going to taste like. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, definitely, it's something saison almost. Maybe the yeast, maybe alternative grains. I'm going to read the can in a second. Don't know if there's any information on there. Um, very tasty beer. Yeah, great carbonation on it. Very uh, expressive, very, very... Not quite prickly, but like very nicely carbonated. All right, let's take a look at the can. Nope, there's nothing on the can. Uh, package is on date. September the 26th, by the way. Still pretty new. Information about Block 3, which is to say their address. It is beer, and it is 5.5% alcohol. And that is all we get from that. Pardon me, let's see what the internet has to say about this. Nord Let's just see if we can do it based on the name. Hmm. No, that just got me a lot of yeasts from escarpment. Block three. Put that in too. Hey, there we go. Oh, no, not untapped. Stupid untapped. Oh, I went too far back. Ugh, what a mess. Block three bottle shop. That's what we want. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, beers available right now, including... There it is. 
nope, no information. It says, Norge is our exploration of a subset of brewing yeasts from Norway called Kvike. These yeasts are known for their fast, hot ferments. I was going to tell you that. And interesting flavor development. They have been used in traditional Norwegian farmhouse brewing for centuries. All that is true. That does not tell me anything about this beer. Well, I've already told you all you need to know. Very tasty. Pale ale, but with, a again, an interesting Saison-like quality. Or wheat-like quality, almost. Slightly spicy. Not massively, but interesting. Super clean. Nice, astringently dry finish, but lingering peaches on the palate. Quite good. Quite a good beer. What are you going to eat? I mean, this is a... This is a, this is a tricky nut to crack, if you ask me, and I guess you did because you're listening. Uh, yeah, I, I, there, there's the usual temptations. Muscles would go really interesting, especially with the right sauce. Maybe not a really simple muscle. Uh, again, with some of that saison spicy kind of quality, um, you could get some interesting things going on if you, if you want sort of, uh, like Southeast Asian Thai style, but a uh, coconut milk, some lemongrass, maybe a bit of a nice curry paste in there or something. That would be pretty solid. Uh, mussels would do most of the heavy lifting there, and the beer would really cut through it nicely. Alternatively, you could cook the mussels in this beer, and it would be delicious. Actually, I say that. I always worry with hoppy beers how they're going to cook out. Especially hoppy beers can kind of go through a bit of a sometimes unpleasant transition when they get cooked. So you might want to just use a splash with some like stock or water and then finish with another splash uh, once it's off the heat for the flavor of the beer. That could work. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually exactly what I want with this beer. I want some mussels. I also haven't had mussels in a long time. Hmm. Going into vegan mode for the next couple of days. Gonna have to wait till the weekend at least. But yeah, super nice beer. Cheeses, uh, don't get too crazy. Keep it in the uh, medium, uh, sort of firm, medium funk category. Um, nothing too aggressive here. You don't want to bury the beer. But it does have a nice astringency, so it can keep up with some fat. So uh, you, can, you can play with that. Delicious beer. Uh, Norge Kvike Pale Ale from Block 3 Brewing. This is available right now at Block 3 Brewing, and they do ship. So look up their website. It is block3bottleshop.com. And you can go ahead and order some of this and a lot of other really cool stuff. Both the porter and the stout, Frankenstout, and I think it was called Hey, We Made a Porter. Oh, that doesn't seem to be available. Ignore the porter. I think I might have gotten some of the last of that. Uh, but those are real nice, real nice. And the Village Lager, Vienna Lager, is their, like, uh, their... What's the word I'm looking for here? Flagship? Um, real good. More people should make Vienna Lagers, I think, personally. Um, but yeah, nice, deep, multicolor taste uh, using uh, Vienna malt. That's uh, a key ingredient to a Vienna Lager. Go figure. Yeah, and as I always say, anytime I mention Block 3, hey, yeah, go ahead, get online, order. They do province-wide shipping. Uh, you can sort that out. But 
do make the effort to go to St. Jacob's, uh, the town, visit block three. If you play your cards right, go on a market day and go to the uh, the Mennonite market in St. Jacob's uh, like nothing you've ever seen. Well, not like nothing you've ever seen before, but certainly on that scale, you don't see that type of a market that often. Um, this time of year, yeah, we're kind of hitting the end of useful produce time, but there would still be plenty available. Plus, there's just amazingly cool things to see. Get yourself. Um, there's a Dutch place that does fried fish on a bun. Can't go wrong if you ask me. And again, you're listening. Uh, after that, head into the town of St. Jacob's. Lovely little town. I mean, quaint. Go for a walk down the main drag. Uh, but do make sure that you spend some time at Block 3. You can play a bit of Crokinole. Uh, they have boards, which amazing, especially if you have kids. That's how I keep my kids entertained while I drink. Um, there is a model train railway uh, adjacent to the brewery. Also fun for the whole family. Uh, highly recommend that. Very very sweet if that's the kind of thing you're into and there's a real real good coffee place uh just kitty corner across the road uh so on your way home make sure you swing by there get one of their single origin americanos you will not be sorry uh will you feel like you were taken advantage of a little in the best possible way so that would be my day in saint jacobs if i were you didn't go to St. Jacob's this year because as the coordinator of the rugby program, I intentionally didn't schedule us to play in the Fergus rugby tournament, which would be the closest I would get to St. Jacob's. Typically, we go to St. Jacob's after that tournament. But instead, this year we went to, I think, Oshawa. I actually don't know if I made the right call there. It was a shorter drive. That's about all I can say positive about that experience. Anyhow, uh, do check it out. St. Jacob's. Ever go to St. Jacob's in the winter? Man, I wonder what it's like in the winter. Sleighs? Horse-drawn sleighs, anybody? That would make me very happy. Uh, what do we got? So that's that. Hey, let me have... I just had a sip. Let me have another sip. Mm. So good. Okay. What's going on? Well, plenty. Plenty's going on. There are two things I want to mention to you. One of them, I know the date. I said that with so much confidence. Today's Monday, right? I'm pretty sure I know the date. It's this weekend. Godspeed is doing a collaborative thing. They've already done the collaborative part. They're just having the party to celebrate it this weekend with uh, what we would call Chekvar here in North America, Budvar, everywhere else in the world. Uh, if you're familiar with um, Godspeed's buh, 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 I've never really figured out how to say that either. Buh and Kvike. I've never talked about Kvike yet. Shoot. We'll get there. Don't worry. But buh is their homage to Budvar or Chekvar. Uh, it's a, uh, a Czech style Pilsner. Amazing. Just amazing. Both Godspeeds and the original. And they brewed some collaborative beers with the brewers from Chekvar. And the party is this weekend. And you can bet your sweet patoot I'm going to be there because uh, that's my kind of jam. That's what I'm talking about. Also, I noticed, and let me just see. Uh, this one I do need to look up. Uh. Volo announced. Oh, shoot. It is this weekend, too. It's going to be a big weekend, kids. 
Uh, yeah, this this weekend's 21st to the 23rd at Barvola. And this is their exact wording. I'm just going to read you word for word because I like how they're spinning this one. After a three-year absence, our annual Cast Days Festival will make its triumphant return to Barvolo, back to the place where it all began. Sort of. Geographically, it's a slightly different place, but that's like the difference between Old Wembley and New Wembley. We're okay. This year, by the way, all that stuff when I was talking like this, if you saw the video I was talking behind my hand, that's not in there. That's not in the press release. I'm going back to the press release now. Sorry, I've hit my microphone three times with my glasses. Trying to sound sneaky. This year, we will scale things down just a bit, but are keen to bring Cast Days back to its formal, former full-scale glory in years to come. From Friday, October 21st to Sunday, October 23rd, Barvolo will pour 30-plus different casks from 30-plus different breweries across Ontario. There will be no advance tickets. Just come on by. The bar will not be open with our usual food drink offerings, as we'll be dedicated to bringing you as many unique cask ale offerings. Admission will be $10, glass purchase, and food drink token system will be in effect. And you better believe I'm going to be there. Got to be perfectly honest with you, hadn't been a regular attender of the more recent, very large uh, cask days. Uh, nothing wrong with it, just not my jam. Too many people. Too much. Ah, it's too much. It's too much. Volo patio in October, quietly sipping some cask beer with a small group of people, on the other hand. Sounds perfect. I got to figure out when I'm going to go. Both those things this weekend should be a cracking weekend to hang out indeed. So those are our events coming down the pike at you. I mean, another sip of beer. So I got sidetracked talking about food. Kvike East, we alluded to it. And if you don't know it, let me just fill you in real quick. As noted in the description I read from Block 3, Kvike East is a Norwegian farmhouse yeast. This was yeast uh, used literally in, uh, in farmhouses across uh, Norway, um, and it would be specific to the farmhouse. Uh, this was not a commercial yeast. Um, I mean, it is now escarpments, isolated strains and sells them. And that's fantastic. But but historically, this would have been a lot like a Saison. Um, each farmstead would kind of make their own their own way and make it just so with Kvike in Norway. These beers were, um, well, an interesting beer. For one, they would be boiled uh, for quite extended periods of time often, creating um, caramelization, kettle caramelization, as we call it, uh, which is to say actually converting some of those sugars through the Maillard uh, reaction into caramelized sugars. Um, so they were often quite dark uh, and quite malty, maybe even a little smoky. Also, almost always prepared historically over uh, fire, uh, like a like a fire fire. Uh, they also typically uh, wouldn't have had hops. Instead, they would have been spiced with juniper. The juniper branches would have been both flavoring and preservative, as well as part of the physical brewing process in that you would make a bed of juniper branches at the bottom of the mash tun and put your grains and water in on top. And those juniper branches would act as the false bottom in the mash tun to allow you to drain out the uh, the wort. Um, thus, 
both uh, allowing the brew to happen and also providing a junipery, uh, spicy woodiness to the beers. Now, most people do not make Kvike in that style in North America anymore. Few people do. Uh, still made that way in some places in, in Norway, to the best of my knowledge. But the, the, what has happened is uh, Escarpment Labs, bless their souls, um, managed to get um, samples of like a lot, like a few dozen, I think, different farmhouse uh, yeast cultures. And using their science, uh, they isolated the strains, f- figured out what was going on, identified the ones that were um, kind of what they were looking for um, and then grew them up commercially. And and you can buy this both as a uh, commercial brewery in large batches, but also in homebrew single-use uh, smack packs. Um, so if you want to play with it, you can. Now, why would you want to do this? Because these yeasts typically fermented the beers in the saunas. Because in Norway in the winter, it was too cold to ferment anywhere else. The flip to that is saunas tend to run in the 30s, 40s degrees Celsius. And these yeasts were hardy uh, up to those levels. Uh, they, they wouldn't die. They would, in fact, do exactly what you were looking for. Again, it talked about interesting flavors. Uh, that can be partially esters that the yeast kick off themselves, as well as uh, the way the yeast interacts with the other uh, ingredients in the beer. But when you've got a yeast that can operate at that high temperature, uh, you're, you're getting into, you know, crazy territories. Uh, interestingly... Uh, what that means for the home brewer is you can use those yeasts anywhere. You could you can ferment with them in your basement in the winter when the ambient temperature in the basement's in the mid-teens, but you can also ferment with them in your bedroom under the skylight in August when your bedroom that doesn't have AC is like 35 degrees. The, the yeast will work in both contexts. It might behave differently, but it will still produce beer, which is um, an amazing thing. They're incredibly hardy. They're real hard to kill. Uh, and so they're they're great for um, novices, but uh, a lot of pros, uh, Block 3 obviously being one of them, are doing some really interesting work with them as well because they do. They create this flavor profile that you just don't get anywhere else. Uh, so that's what Kvike yeast is. Um, yeah. You can probably read a lot more about them on the Escarpment uh, Labs. Um, they have a pretty good blog, and they talk about a lot of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's Quike Yeast. Um, so yeah, if you've never had a Quike Yeast-based beer, I don't necessarily want to say that this beer is like Quike, because that's the historical Norwegian style, um, but just a beer made with that yeast. It's totally worth checking out. Uh, might blow your mind, man. Pretty crazy. Um, anyway, that's all well and fine. I think it's time for me to shut this show down. Tonight we were drinking Norge, no, sorry, Norge Kvike. It's a pale ale from Block 3 in St. Jacobs. You can buy that right now on their website. If you're interested in uh, learning more about Kvike, check out Escarpment Labs' uh, website. They will have way more information than you probably ever thought you needed and go ahead and ask them questions they are very smart and very friendly so they will help you out uh yeah if you're into homebrewing 
play around with some Kvikeist. But let's be honest, if you're into homebrewing, you probably already knew this anyway. It's not exactly new stuff. I think um, Escarpment started isolating these strains like... I mean, I was brewing. I feel like we lived on Willow, so like a good five, six years ago. It's been around for a while. Anyway. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about Kvike rings. Look up Kvike rings. Interesting stuff. It's how they propagated it. In the meantime, come see me. I will probably be at Volo, and I will almost definitely be at Godspeed this weekend. When? Don't know, kids. Do not know. Got to figure that one out. But swing on by whether I'm there or not. But if I'm there and you see me, feel free to say hello. I, uh, I like it when people say hello. And uh, perhaps we'll share a Cascale or a Czech-style lager together. Uh, otherwise, hang out with me next Monday. I will be back. It will still be October, so I don't know what I'm going to be drinking, but it'll be something interesting. But remember, November's coming, and November is going to be... Belgian Beer Month. We're going to be drinking Belgian and Belgian-style beers, and it's going to be great. Happy November. I can hardly wait. I will talk to you all in seven days. Until then, let's let Rob Curry take us home the way he always does. Link in the bio, kids. Check out this record. It's amazing. It's amazing.